1: beautiful streamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens. It's the podcast where horror gets gay. Tonight, you're getting a bonus episode of Scream Queens. I'm giving you an all-expenses-paid trip to the past because I'm taking an episode of It Came From the 70s out from behind the Patreon paywall just for you. And the movie we're going to be talking about is the beloved 1978 Shocker the initiation of sarah and to talk about that movie i got two fabulous ladies tara gardner and casey Lohman. but before we go one step further please allow me to introduce myself my name is patrick walsh never since 2010 i have been your guide to the weird and wonderful world of horror movies except you have to see them through my very very gay little eyes La 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 uh, but listen, Patrick, uh, weren't we supposed to be talking about Starry Eyes? Yes, we were supposed to be talking about Starry Eyes. Now, a couple of things have happened since then, and some of them are still happening right now. First of all, I don't know if you can hear it, if it's coming through the microphone or not. That's the intercom in my apartment. You know, the one that opens the door, the front door of the building. It's been doing that for six hours now. I'm about to lose my mind. But that's not what the has nothing to do with stories. It's just adding to the fun. But there was a problem with the recording that I did with Matt Knight and Maya Murphy. It's fixable. There's a terrible echo. I can fix it, but it's just taking forever. And what's slowing me down is my trigger finger came back. Yeah, it was doing really well, but then I lost the splint. The little finger splint I had was, was, a little, was always a little loose. I had to tape it on with a band-aid. But I went out one day to do errands and I came back and it was gone. And by that night, my finger curled up again and was locked. So using a mouse is really difficult. But I was already planning on giving you this episode on the initiation of Sarah as a bonus episode for Thanksgiving so that I can take a week off and have a holiday for a change. But no, you're getting it now instead. And if you have not seen the initiation of Sarah, please do so. It's a delightful treat it's available for free on YouTube and it's shockingly gay. I mean, it's all coded TV gay, but it is clearly, clearly a lesbian love story happening here. Now, some of you out there might be wondering what is this Patreon thing he keeps going on about? What does he mean that it came from the 70s? He said, we're really speaking another show. I came here to listen to Scream Queens. Now, whatever this other nonsense is, I demand a refund. As popular and glamorous the world of podcasting is, for most of us, it's still a labor of love. We're not making a a hell of a lot of money, if anything at all, doing this, but it takes up a lot of time and and a lot of energy. So, a great way to say thank you is to become a podcast patron over at Patreon. It's like a monthly subscription service. You did contribute five, ten, twenty dollars a month, whatever you like, and in return, you get access to a whole world of secret podcasts that are just for you. Exclusive premium content. While you're listening to the show, you might be thinking, gee, I really used to enjoy it when Patrick would cover these made-for-TV 70s movies on the regular Screen Queens podcast. I wonder why he stopped doing them. I see. He's doing it for a secret club. That's right. And you can be a member of it. Not only do you get access to premium podcasts, but we also have meetings and do nefarious things. So if you like what you heard today, if you like what you've been hearing throughout the years on Scream Queens, you want to say, you know what? I think it's time for me to give back. Please consider becoming a patron. And to do that, go over to patreon.com slash The link is down in the show notes. Do it after the show, though. you got to miss your flight. Oh, have a wonderful time visiting the 70s. Don't eat any red dye number five. And if you see Suzanne Summers, tell her I said hey. Okay? Okay. Attention, please. This is the final boarding call for Polyester Airlines flight to the 1970s, departing from Alberto Gate VO5. Get ready for thrills, chills, and another episode of It Came from the 70s. Uh, This is your pilot, Patrick Walsh speaking, and it is my pleasure to welcome you aboard Polyester Airlines Flight 208 to the year 1978. Polyester Airlines is the only time-traveling airline that breaks the laws of physics just so that you can watch TV. Our final destination this evening is the night of February 8, 1978. The Northeastern United States is still digging their way of the great blizzard. Harriet Tubman becomes the first black woman to be honored on a postage stamp and short people had no reason. Short people had no reason. But more importantly, February 8th 1978 was the night that the queer camp classic The Initiation of Sarah premiered as the ABC Wednesday night movie of the week. Our flight attendants will be starting snack service shortly, featuring a selection of dexter pills and figurine bars. But first, I would like to let you know that your co-pilots for tonight are Canadian murder goose trainer, Tara Gardner, and evil goods graphic artist, and a true femme of fright, Casey Lowman. I've turned off the seatbelt sign, so feel free to move about the camera, but please don't squeeze the Charmin. Enjoy your flight, and enjoy 1978. Bing bong. Ooh. Welcome aboard Co-Pilot Gardner. Welcome aboard Co-Pilot Loman.
2: I've got gum if anyone needs it to pop their
1: ears. (laughs) That's very kind of you. Uh, Question for both of you. Uh, Casey, Tara, have either of you ever flown a plane before? No. That's a no. (laughs) Me neither. Yay! We're all going (laughs) to die! But that's okay because we're going to the 70s, and the, the 70s safety was optional. All right, so how are you both? Good to see you. <sharp inhale> I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Casey, tell me something good. Anything good. Something random. Any random good thing?
3: Um, Well, I just ate a giant uh, breakfast burrito my wife made me, so and I'm coffeeed up and ready to talk movies. So good morning.
1: That is several good things. Good morning, co-pilot. Uh, co-pi- uh, Tracy. Uh, Tracy. Who's Tracy? Who's Tracy? What? Oh, gosh. I'm, <laughs> Did somebody put, <laughs> somebody put nitrous oxide in the <laughs> oxygen masks again? Tara, how are you? Uh, tell me something good. I just did a split die in my bangs, and I like it. And it looks stunning, especially in audio. Okay, <laughs> yes. so the movie that we are talking about tonight is The Initiation of Sarah from the fabulous year, fabulous year of 1978. As I was saying to my co-pilots before we took off, for some reason, of the minor TV movies, this one seems to have found its way into the hearts of many and has lingered even though it's just a basic ripoff of Carrie, but you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Casey, can you tell me what's, what's the basic plot of the initiation of Sarah from the year 1978?
3: All right. Well, two sisters head off to college. uh, One sister being adopted sister and they split off into separate sororities. One, the popular quote unquote, pretty girls and one, the lesbian librarian uh, group. And, it's basically like a Carrie ripoff, satanic panic, uh, girl has powers, uh, evil uh, headmistress, and things go wrong.
1: Well done. Tara, anything you want to add to that? Um, there's some fabulous hair. For real? There actually is. For a 70s made-for-TV movie, the fashions are not awful. Everybody looks pretty good and the hair is fabulous.
2: Yeah, like the, the men, eh, but the ladies have really nice hair.
1: Oh, well, the men are secondary in this movie. They they do not count. This, well, this is a movie that belongs to the women. The International Sarah was directed by Robert Day. Robert Day did a lot of Tarzan movies, did a cool movie from the 50s called The Haunted Traggler, but most importantly, he did one of the best, genuinely hands down, best made-for-TV movies from the 1970s, Murder by Natural Causes with Hal Holbrook and uh, Catherine Ross. A,
2: that is a very fun one.
1: Yeah, that yeah, that's it's a, it's a standard twisty murder mystery that could have been a feature film.
2: Oh, definitely.
3: All right, on my list:
2: now. Barry Boswick's in it, um, and oh, what's her name? Legacy and Stepford Wives. Katherine Ross. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the three of them are in it, and it's really great.
1: And Barry Boswick is smoking hot in it. And I find it disturbing.
2: He has like a very open like uh, robe at one point.
1: Tara loves deep V's. She always has to <laughs> point out the deep V's and anything. Cause you just, you know, okay. Um, it somehow took four, uh, six people to write this script. And I'm really not sure how that happened, <laughs> but one of them is, uh, one of the people who came up with the original story is Tom Holland. Tom Holland, who would go on to direct Fright Night and, um, Charles play and a billion other things, write The screenplays to a gazillion things. So that's pretty cool. All right. Um, Okay. The movie opens. Where are we? Walk me through what's happening.
2: We're on a beach. We're having a last blast before going off to university. People are laughing by a fire and freezing because it's probably very cold. Two sisters snuggle and talk about how one's very afraid and one's excited. And then a creeper comes up and... Lures the one sister in the water. And then Sarah, who is our main character, when she sees her sister kind of getting mauled by the creeper, uses her powers. And that's the first sort of glimpse we get into it of her kicking this guy off her sister.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so creepy how that guy's like, I enjoy watching you swim or something like that. It's like such At a night
1: creepy. in the dark.
3: <laughs> it, it's yeah, a do- a- Come on, level with me.
4: Well, actually I was thinking about tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow's tomorrow. I mean, this is the last party of the summer.
4: Loosen up a little bit. It just seems so final. The end of something special. Nothing's going to be any different.
5: Hi, right, how's it going?
0: Uh-oh, I was like we got a crash
5: I was watching you swim.
0: You look pretty good out there. Thank you. Your body surfing's off a little though.
6: Yeah,
2: like a rock.
7: Want to try again?
4: Sure, why not?
2: It's very bad day for a night, too, because the first time I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, am I just having a really bad thing? But
1: later, when it was... Day for day it was fine Not at all (laughs) Not at all because it's the 70s It's a made for TV movie And made for TV movies from the 1970s As I will say every time We fly they were made on the Quick and on the cheap they didn't want To spend money on nothing They're not paying any of the actors they're all on contract To the studio already So, yeah, you think they're going to haul out a bunch of expensive lighting equipment to shoot stuff at the beach where they could just use daylight and throw a filter over? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? What I think is amazing, like it's such a 70s opening because I've learned since uh, from a friend of mine who's been in the business for a very long time that I'm dating myself, but there there used to be a show called Barnaby Jones, detective show. I forget, I want to say Buddy Epson. I I don't know but I don't remember, but he, that's the important part. It was not doing well in the ratings until they discovered that the ratings went up significantly when they put, since it was set in Los Angeles and Hollywood, every episode opened with a pool party or a beach party with girls in bikinis. All of a sudden the ratings went up. So it was like Baywatch in the seventies. Nobody's watching the what
3: I had on my notes is Baywatch beach scene.
1: <laughs> you were not wrong. You were not wrong. And her name is falling out of my head, but uh, the expert on made for TV hard movies of the seventies who wrote uh, the book, are oh. you in the house alone? She said that um, the whole thing with these made for TV movies, they were, co- they were completely geared toward the housewife audience. So it was always made with women in mind. Is it Amanda but, Reyes? Amanda Reyes. Thank you. But around here, they started to realize that, Hey, we can get, they, they learned from Barnaby Jones. And so like you're having this really women positive movie that every now and then it's like, and here are the gross guys things like gross guy (laughs) things just get stuck in every now and then.
2: Oh yeah. If you read about Morgan Fairchild's scene in the shower,
1: that every um, opportunity to backlight somebody in a nightgown so you can see their form through it (laughs) when it's not appropriate. Why do we have to be nude under these robes? Because men are pigs. That's why. Yeah. And also, we you got to love sexual assault in the first 30 seconds of a movie. Sets a tone.
2: <laughs> sure does.
1: Okay. I wanted to talk about our two sisters. Kay Lenz is our Sarah. Going back and thinking, you know, when I started watching them, they cast Kay Lenz, like I'd forgotten it was her. Kay Lenz. One of the most beautiful women of the 1970s. You cast her in the dork role? But if you put her in
3: a baggy sweater, it's fine. She's a nerd. (laughs) I'm
2: surprised they didn't put her in
1: glasses. (laughs) Like, it's one of those type of things.
3: That's what I was expecting,
1: yeah. (laughs) Overalls and, like, drawn on acne and stuff like that. But I realize as the movie goes on, like, nobody... I think there's a different thing that they're going with it. It's not that she's ugly. There's just something off about her that people smell on her. So she gives off a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
2: it's like, is she just really introverted? Is she just not like socially as conscious as her sister is about how to interact with people?
1: But yeah. Could it be scarred from weird parenting? Because we'll get into that. Oh, yes. <laughs> <Because of> that. <laughs>
3: Everybody around Sarah acts so weird around her and she's not acting weird at all. And like, there's that scene where the guy's like, oh, she's a four or whatever. It's like
1: <laughs> By the way, the guy who called her a four is Robert Hayes from Airplane. Robert Hayes was 35 when he shot this. Why are you still, in- everybody else is age appropriate. Everyone else is in their early to mid twenties, which is fine. I'll buy that drink color. <laughs> you're
2: 35 and you're in a fraternity? The first time I watched this was, with Patrick and I showed up a little late to the screening and it got to his scene where he's like pumping stuff and I'm like, why is this 40-year-old man hanging around these people? And then Patrick had to he's
1: inform me, no, he's a student. He's
3: totally a student.
1: He's one of those guys who never graduates. He's that guy at the fraternity. Thing. Oh, I actually graduated 20 years ago, but I still hang around my fraternity and all the fraternity <laughs> brothers think it's weird, but I give them a lot of money to let me stay here? Exactly. That guy. Like- Anyway, but she's great. She's got a great energy. And, uh, but I'm uh, sorry. I want to say like Caitlin's Emmy winner. She won for midnight Caller, which I don't remember, but, um, she was in house. Speaking of deep fees, Tara. <laughs> Stripped to kill trashy, trashy movie, but great fun. Death Witch four. And that awful movie that's on MST three K prisoners of the lost universe. But yeah, I still think it's fascinating that like, we're going to, we're going to make her the weird one. Like she was married to David Cassidy for Pete's <laughs> sake. Teen idol. She snagged a teen idol, but she's going to be the dork. And her, her sister, Morgan, Morgan Brittany, one of the most stunning, stunning women of the 70s.
2: That is something very, you would believe that, that a sorority would be like, her, we don't care. She can't string a sentence together. She is gorgeous. Get her over here. We will just put her outside and tell her not to talk. But she's turns out to be also a very nice person. Tries to be.
3: She attempts to, but also I feel like she doesn't really see her privilege versus Sarah. Uh, I think she refuses to see it for like a good portion of the movie. But yeah, she's amazing in it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I think you're right. I think this is is their first time out of the house because they are just kids. This is their first time leaving home. This is their first time experiencing the real world. And this is their first time interacting with other people that you haven't spent your entire life with. She doesn't know that everybody gives her everything she wants because she's pretty.
3: Exactly. (laughs) Which is perfect. It actually makes sense, you know, that she would be that way.
1: Yes, and I, I did love that she never became an antagonist. No. She
2: does try to stick at early on. She's like, we're in this together. And she does try to stick to that.
1: She honestly doesn't realize how the other girls are excluding Sarah, I want to call her Sarah now because of you, Tara. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my, with my syllables anymore. But yeah, what, I'm glad I looked her up on ID because I'm like, yeah, I know Morgan Brittany. Everyone knows Morgan. I didn't know that Morgan Brittany was a child star with a different name. She used to be Suzanne Caputo. She was Baby June in the movie Gypsy. She's a musical legend. Oh, wow. Let me entertain. She was in a blog. She was in The Birds. She was at the birthday party. Oh, wow. But she did this she did this smart thing because I realized, of course, uh, so many child actors, especially at that time, had that problem. They couldn't transition from child actor, working child actor to working adult actor. She's just like, I'm just going to scrap my whole name and personality and come back as this gorgeous thing. And I saw on the IMDb that she played Vivian Lee twice. And I said, oh, yeah, I see that. Total Scarlett O'Hara. Yeah, so it's a nice little cold open just to get to see a little flex of Sarah's powers. too bad once you're in.
0: It looks pretty rough. Hey, come on. Oh, it's cold.
3: Let's have a little fun.
7: Oh! Oh! What are you doing? Stop it! Let me go! What are you doing? You're hurting me! Stop it!
1: She doesn't hurt the guy. She doesn't I don't even think she know what she did. No, because it happens at the same time she calls out to her sister. Personally, as a gay man, I appreciated the fact that the 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 sexual the sexual creeper had to do an army crawl. Like this slow army crawl out of the surf with the waves crashing over his muscles and like the, the waves hitting his butt. the <laughs> Splashing up his butt. I'm like, this is hot. That's hot. I know he's a creep, but that's hot. I can't see his face at all because it's a shitty filter. Anyway, we're off to, actually, no, we're not off to college. We had to say goodbye to mom. I oh, did. Catherine Crosby as the mom. I wanted more mom. <laughs> it's a whole prequel movie I'd like to see. <laughs> What a monster. Um, I just want to say shout out to Catherine Crosby. Catherine Crosby was the wife of Bing Crosby. She's the mother of Harry Crosby from Friday the 13th, the, the OG bill. Tell me about Sarah and, well, actually, tell me about Patty's mom.
3: Uh, yeah, she's uh, really only likes one daughter. She's basically like leaving them off to college and is like, hey, uh, Patty, have a wonderful time, live your dreams. And she's like, oh, uh, sarah you i want you to have a good time too just she just almost what's your name days. again i <laughs> know yeah. oh, it's almost like it's almost like a. uh sarah, i don't care <laughs>
6: i'm gonna love some life i'm gonna meet all the kids who count Now, when you go through Rush, be sure and be on your best behavior, because they want to see if you can measure up. Oh, Mom, but that was 20 years ago. It's the same today, believe me. Now, look, this is Rose Reagan's number. You be sure and call her the minute you get there and mention that you're my daughter. Okay. (laughs) We'll pull all the right strings, Mom. Oh, I know you will. I just want it to be as wonderful for you as it was for me. Oh, it will be. Oh, and you too, Sarah. I want you to have a good time, too.
4: Thanks, Mom. Bye-bye.
2: it gets explained fleshed out later of why that relationship is that way but you do like it must have been a hell for sarah because she loves her sister and her sister loves her but you can tell her sister's probably very oblivious to it mm. i just mom's great not realizing no mom's great to you she's not great to sarah and she also tells her join my sorority mom was at this sorority too
1: she doesn't even say join the sorority. She's like, you will. It's just going to be it. It's just the way it is. It's just the way. It is. Well, it's I- typical
3: about her. It's about her. Uh, her. She's like the you know the, the helicopter parent. That's like do what I did so that I can say you're in the sorority I was in. All
1: that. Sorry to interrupt you, Peck. No, not at all. No, she absolute control freak, absolute monster, but the perfect, the perfect alumni member. Of Alpha New Sigma. The perfect Alpha New Sigma representation. Absolutely. She's a monster. I'm looking... Her look is amazing. The hair swoop. Head to toe perfection. I'm going... The girls are going off to college. It's probably 7 o'clock in the morning, and she is decked out. Her hair is not just arranged nicely it is done it is fresh out of the salon done like you had to get up at four o'clock in the morning to look this good and then I realized. i bet she did i bet she does this every day and then i realized i think that's an alpha new sigma house rule <laughs> oh. you don't leave the house until you lo- look perfect because it makes us look bad
2: oh it's one of those old school things that you have to wear at least three types of makeup before you leave the house that mm-hmm. department stores used to do that too if you're not wearing yeah. three types of makeup you can't be on the floor Wow.
1: (laughs) Wow. I did not know that. That's something I've learned today. No, but she's an absolute monster. We're playing the dialogue from it. She's so good. Everything's so good. And that big plastic smile. Big plastic smile and they pull out. She's wearing gauchos and looking amazing.
2: (laughs) It's a gaucho heavy movie.
1: (laughs) It is a gaucho heavy. She set the tone with the gauchos. Like, oh, it's going to be this kind of a fashion movie that (laughs) things I forgot about that actually look fabulous.
2: If you like good 70s fashions and looks, this is a wonderful movie for that. If like you want to like, say, look into a wardrobe for yourself. Watch this. Has some wonderful things to, to pick from. Mm
1: hmm. Mm -hmm. The thing that this is going off, not off topic, but the thing that I thought they were really nailing, the look that keeps coming back in both the men and the women, the flannel shirt with some kind of trouser, like usually brown. That is a very 1978 look. I remember my sisters rocking that look. I remember my brother rocking that look. I remember the people from their fraternities and sororities rocking that look. And I remember girls would get the flannel shirts from their boyfriends. And they just walk around with them with no pants on, like like around the house. Instead of sweatpants, it would be no pants. You know, or this is how I sleep. Yeah. I sleep in my my, my big flannel shirt for my, my boyfriend. Calls
3: Donald Ducking <laughs> because the no pants. Calls what? Donald Ducking.
1: Donald, Basically, Donald, ducking. Donald ducking. I heard Donald <laughs> sucking, and I'm like, well, I, I think that's, that's that's gross. That's edit that also Probably. But we're off to college, and the thing is, what I thought was cool, too, that, like, it's 1978, it would have been really easy for them to go overboard on, like, what's really hot, like, hot now in fashion, and, like, have everybody look like disco queens, and nobody does. No. Yeah. Everybody looks like a regular college student, except for the people at Alpha Sigma, who are all dressed like real estate agents. 40-year-old <coughs> real estate agent. Blouses with pussy bows. They're dressed like middle-aged Republican housewives because that's the role they're auditioning for. Mm-hmm. We're we're all country club women, and they're all awful. Tell me about Alpha Zunigma. Tell me oh, about the people in Alpha Alpha Zunigma. These these gorgeous up-and-coming women.
3: They're super friendly if you're beautiful and just like them. They're evil. Like. They're
2: tactful if they're just trying to get around you. Yes. And they're led by Morgan Fairchild.
3: Oh, amazing. Best mean girl I think I've seen in a movie in a long time.
2: She plays the mean girl that you kind of want to be friends with. Kind of want to (laughs) like
1: you. She's so damn good in this. First of all, stunning. Absolutely stunning. And... I mean, this This was the role, like, I don't know if this is the first time she played this kind of role, but this was the everything she played since it was a copy of this particular role because it's so damn good. She does bitch real well because she's not playing bitch. It's like, this is just built into my personality. I'm not being mean right now. I'm being me. <laughs> and I'm a huge bitch. And what I love about all of them, though, like all of this, she sets the tone for the whole house. But you brought up mean girls. The mean girls? Have nothing on these women. These, these—they're cruel. This is a, and they, I love that they travel in packs. These cruel packs of hyenas, the just mm-hmm. savage women. Because
2: they bring in Patty and they want her so badly, and they know she has a sister, and they're just like, "Well, you just can't be around her then. Deal with it. We're your yeah. sisters now." And it's just and like, you
3: can't, I just—you can't even hang out with her. Don't even—not even for a minute. All right, then repeat after me. I will uphold the high standards of alpha, new, sigma.
0: I will uphold the high standards of alpha, new, sigma. I will not eat while walking in public. (laughs) I will not eat while walking in public. And I will not associate, and I will not associate with PED, pigs, elephants, and dogs, anywhere. Say it. If you don't say it, I'll get you blackballed from A and S and every other sorority on this campus.
4: Say it. With pigs, elephants, and dogs.
0: Louder, please.
7: Please, Jennifer. Louder. With pigs, elephants, and dogs. Anyway. <laughs> now that wasn't
0: so bad, was it?
1: Well, it's not allowed. It's not allowed. Okay, we'll get into that. What I think is fun, too, like, Morgan Fairchild as Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She is just mean because that's who she is. I'm fascinated by the, her sidekick, Bobby. Bobby is the one who, like, she's mean and she actively takes pleasure in it. I'm like, look at how much fun she's having being absolutely wicked. And it's so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. Yes, yeah, so the, 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 Sarah and, and Patty get to campus. And the first people they run into is this pack of Alpha enigmas. And I noted this is the only time in the movie that they're dressed down. Like, oh, because you're on the orientation committee And you're supposed to be helping people move in So you have to look like you're working, but you're not You're all just going to stand there and look pretty Because that's your job <laughs> <laughs> It's casual day They're lost on campus, they ask for directions And Bobby's the one who's like As soon as she spots Patty, she moves in on her Like a fucking predator
7: Hi
6: You look really lost <laughs> Doesn't show that much Yeah, it
0: does Oh, we're looking for the freshman dorm. Oh, it's down here, two buildings on your left. That and there's a yeah, right down there. And there's a parking lot right behind you can park there. Okay. I'm Bobby Adams. Hi Bobby. I'm Patty Goodwin and this is my sister Sarah. Hi.
4: Well, welcome. Welcome to you. You'll probably see me later. I'm giving the orientation lecture. Oh, good. <clears> okay. Thank you very much. You are welcome. Bye-bye. Good luck.
0: What was your name again? Patty Goodwin. Bye-bye. Patty Goodman, yeah, yeah, she's got real possibilities.
2: I think so, definitely. Gets her name and everything. is like, oh, and Patty introduces
1: Sarah too, and then but just like, no, no, what was your name again? Nope, forward facing guys. I'm not even looking at the other one. Nope, just yep. you. You're the only one that matters.
3: Well, I, I remember when I was watching it the first time with my wife, I was like, does it seem like all of these girls are like hardcore flirting with Patty? It was like seemed very like, I don't know. It's just already this movie was like giving me major lesbianic vibes, even with the the Republican women. It's
2: friendship love bombing. Yeah. To bring her into the toxic relationship that is their sorority. Mm-hmm.
1: Perfect. <laughs> Joanna, join us. Join us. Um, okay. So they get the directions to the dorms and Patty and Sarah go to set up in the dorms. I loved, I mean, we're in the dorms for like 60 seconds and it's my favorite 60 seconds I think I've ever put it on film because this door, I don't know who set the scene up or what they think college is like, but <laughs> apparently this women's dormitory is one big room. It's like a, Burrow in a warren.
2: <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing there. It wasn't where I went. We also, you know, wore clothes when we were in there, not just like underwear a lot of it. We we did hang out on the beds a lot. I will give them that.
1: Well, that's because the rooms were this big, and that was the only furniture in there. There was a desk and beds that was in, so you had your choice. If you, if someone was at the desk, you had to sit on the bed. But no, there's so many women in this room <laughs> in various states of undress, and we're getting expositions to so this poor uh, poor Alpha Sue Nigma girl It's trying to explain about what Rush Week is. And, you know, tonight we're going to, you're going to go rush the fraternities. You're going to meet them, and then you're going to pledge how the rest of this— the, This part of the plot's going up. We'll play the audio.
5: Okay, girls, tonight you're going to be visiting all the sorority houses on campus
0: as prospective pledges. And you'll meet the girls who are active, that's the ones who already belong, and you can look them over and they'll look you over. And then on Monday, all the houses are going to send a list to the administration office of the girls they want. And you can choose from those who have requested you.
4: And then the fun starts. Pledging. Pledging? Mm-hmm. that's the period of time during the first quarter when you're sort of on probation with the sorority how long is pledging two months then hell week then initiation uh, and work, um answers. then you're in what's hell week oh it's uh you'll find out
0: <laughs> um what house do you belong to alpha Nu sigma you're kidding that's my mother's sorority really yeah then we'll see you there later thank you very much
1: but everything going on is just such as male fantasy of what happens in a girl's dorm,
2: I loved everything of it. All oh, we were missing so, was a pillow fight.
1: We're drying our hair, hair, and we're not even drying our own hair. We're we're drying our girlfriend's hair with a big hair dryer. We're playing backgammon in our underwear. For some reason. That was my favorite—just lounging, playing backgammon. <laughs> <laughs> we're walking around in leotards. We're borrowing each other's.
2: <laughs> had one of the giant tape recorders. I remember that from when I was little. Who's gonna like knock a person out?
1: I had what? Well, yeah, it was like twenty pounds. Those things were huge. They were huge. What I thought it was great too, but I realized on my second watch through all of those shots. Of the girls drying each other's hair and playing backgammon in in their underwear and, like, putting a robe on after getting out of the shower. They're all stock footage inserts. (laughs) Those (laughs) girls are not in the scene with anybody else. When they cut to the room shots, those girls aren't there. And... <laughs> we, cut, we cut we cut, from the girls blow drying their hair to the girls playing backgammon in their underwear. It's the same girls. <laughs> but they tell unless they're there with their identical twins, which could totally happen. There's two sets of identical twins in the same dorm room, in the same warren, in the same borough, at whatever fucking college campus we're on. <laughs> I guess they realize Always. we got to get rid of it. We have too much lesbianic vibes. So we got to get some of the straight people. They're going to change the channel. <laughs> I don't know. It's still working for me. <laughs> it was working for the gay man too, but for all the wrong reasons. Like more of that. <laughs> I want more of that. <laughs> <laughs> so <it> was- <laughs> all right. So tell me, they're going, they're going to go check out the, the sororities. How does that go? Little hit and miss. Yep. 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 Patty gets
2: really embraced into the sigma one i'm sorry i can't remember the names of them uh evil sorority A&S, patty, A&S, A&S. Yeah, A&S, A&S and s and patty embraced and sorority <laughs> sarah gets taken over to the refreshment table and left there
0: hello welcome to alpha new sigma i'm jennifer lawrence hi i'm patty goodwin and this is my sister sarah uh this is kathy anderson hi bobby adams hi with laura o'neill Hi. Uh, Patty is the girl I told you about, Jennifer. Her mother was an ANS. Oh, so was mine. Well, that makes us both second generation. I'll tell you what, Patty, why don't you come on over and meet some of the other actors? Uh, Kathy, why don't you take Sarah on over to the refreshment table? I know you're going to love some of our girls.
4: You later. Mm-hmm. What's your major, Sarah? Psychology. Thank you. Um, what's yours? Excuse me a minute. Some new girls.
1: I'll be back. Spoiler alert. She will not be back. We're par- yeah, she's
3: like, I'm just going to be back, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I said, like predators, and I don't mean sexual predators. I mean like animal predators, like things that it kill for kill for food. They um divide and conquer. <laughs> Move that weak one over there. <laughs> no, no, no. We're keeping you. You got to go
3: weak ones go by the food table <laughs> they're snacks at least
1: and they're not even trained oh the other thing that we left out is that we learned in this car ride over that Sarah's adopted they're not biological sisters
4: and we got a maid well, you've got a maid what if they find out something terrible about my mother
6: now, how can they do that when you can't even find out anything besides as far as they're concerned we've got the same mother, the same father we were brought up in the same house well,
2: two out of three is not bad. Explaining why the mother is very doting on Patty and kind of indifferent to Sarah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And push Sarah—they—they they don't even try. They haul her over to the refreshment stand. And the girl's like, "Yeah, bye." Yeah. <laughs> trying to make conversation, nothing. It's like, "Sorry, you—you have a commitment to turtlenecks and bulky sweaters, and we're uncomfortable. That's not what we do. It's not what we do here." But, <laughs> but they dump her with that other poor girl <laughs> She's a plus size girl Who gets to explain Oh no, they, are, they dumped you stupid She ditched me the same way Oh, I don't think
4: she meant it that way Oh no well They call it tact Everything they do at Alpha New Sigma Must be tactfully done Even a slap in the face Anyway, the food is good you want to know where they're coming from? If you've got looks and bread, you can flunk study hall and they wouldn't care. <laughs> i see you around.
1: As long as you're pretty and have bread, you can flunk study hall and they'd still want you to join. <laughs> <laughs> as she's shoving food, the appetizers in her mouth, which is hilarious because she's fat and it's the 70s. That's what we did for humor. Look, get it. Because we can't just have a heavyset girl being the scene, though. No, she has to stuff her face. Of course. Well, fortunately, there's there's an there's an alternative. If you if the the curls at Alpha's Thick, somebody's just, well, why don't you go try P.E.D.?
7: Ooh,
0: pigs,
3: elephants and dogs. Why don't you visit (laughs) P.E.D.? They're the second house
1: down. What's P.E.D.? Pigs, elephants and dogs. Or as I prefer to call it, butch lesbians and dykes.
3: Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of a nice way to say it, like matching the letters. The the, the closest I got was powerfully enchanted dykes is what I went with. <laughs> it works.
1: The best I'm I can not using, yeah, I'm not using any of the terminology in a negative way. Butch, lesbians and dykes. It's the 70s. It's exactly what they would have called themselves with pride uh, rock on. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> it's It's the place I would have wanted to be.
1: Oh,
3: absolutely! Oh, yeah. I joined. It's, I'm not a sporty girl, but I was like, I'm, I'm in. I want to be in here. <laughs> it's
2: gloriously gothic. They are so relaxed and chill and just like we do what we want and we don't really do any of this rush stuff. If you want to be here, that's cool. I'm like, yes, relaxed.
1: Yes. We're going to read and drink wine and maybe do some homework. We're really focused on our studies here. Oh, yeah. Well, because... Uh-
3: J- J- Jennifer Lawrence is like, oh, they're really old and so intellectual or something as if it's a bad thing, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. We don't go to college to learn. We go to college to find husbands.
2: But it's not even like PED has like, they're all weird and mousy. Just literally the girl they call Mouse comes <laughs> off as mousy. The other girls just seem like regular girls who are actually going to school because they want to get their degree and do what they're studying. So they're very likable.
1: We joined yeah. this house because we don't want to deal with that bullshit. Yeah. Nobody comes here. Nobody drops by. Cause this is the night everyone's supposed to be going to see different sororities. And when Patty and Sarah show up and all of them are like, what? Oh, a visitor. What? When somebody said, Oh, right. That thing. Wow. Nobody has like, no one had no one has ever rung that bell ever. <laughs>
0: Where are our manners?
6: Sit down, you two.
0: Thank you. Well, you've probably figured out by now that rushing's not our thing. We leave that up to the snobs. But if you want to live here, leave your name in the register and... uh... You do have other actives. Oh, sure, but they're out or busy or something like that. Like she said, rushing's not your thing. Yeah,
4: I got it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. This is a beautiful old house. Yeah, I I like it, too. Well, Sarah, um, I think we've seen enough. You ready? It was uh, very interesting. I hope you can come back. Well, we have a few other places to visit. But this is a nice place. Well, Well, we'll show ourselves out. Thank you again. Leave your names at the register if you want.
2: They probably got more people to join just by like people they were in class with who were like, damn, I need to find a place to stay. And they're like, oh, we've got a room.
1: Yeah. You can crash. <laughs> Are you quiet? Are you an asshole? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if it's the first time, yes, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, and it also explains why none of them have any social graces. My, my whole take the first time, they're like, they're all so fucking rude. <laughs> granted, granted, the girls at a and were rude, but you're also rude. Nobody got up. Nobody's offering them any drinks. Nobody offered them a seat. Like, nobody knows how to deal with people. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I can't identify with this too. I'm like, yeah, no, we're supposed to be doing something. Of course, you're here. We're also not going to put our butts down. Or just, so it feels like Like I'm standing here feeling like I'm interrupting you reading. So, yeah, okay. Mm, all right. But am I not supposed to be here? Yeah, It's all very, it's all very wonderfully cringe. It is cringe, but also
3: like I felt like comfortable around them immediately in a weird way. It was just like, you yeah, know, you can sign the book if you want to join or whatever. Like, we're just whatever, hang out. <laughs> like, I, I felt oh. like you could slide onto the couch and push one over, and it would be totally fine.
1: <laughs> you could move in right then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh you mentioned Mouse. Who's Mouse? The actress or just the character? Both. Both either Mouse Surprise is me. played.
2: Uh, I don't know how to quite pronounce her first name, but more known as Mia Farrow's sister.
1: Tisa Farrow.
2: Yeah. Tisa. Okay, it is Tisa. Um, And she is very much her name, Mouse. She prefers it because she admits that's kind of who her personality is. She's a little nervous.
4: Mouse, what's your real name? Alberta Kianowski. I'd rather be called Mouse. Um, Oh, what's that door? No one knows. Mrs. Hunter's the only one who has a key, and I've only seen her use it once. It's kind of creepy. Maybe it's one of those secret ceremony rooms, you know, like sororities use for their initiations. Well, it could be, but P.E.D. hasn't had an initiation ceremony in about twenty years.
1: Would you want to be called Alberta? That's no. not a name. That's a that that's a town in and Canada. It's and a province. <laughs> <laughs> So so it's pigs, elephants, and Canadians (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and if you want to like, If you have not gotten the queer vibe From this movie Yet, if you're not getting it off of Mouse You need to check your gaydar
4: (laughs) This one here is empty Who's next door? Me
1: Now, I actually saw this when it first aired and when I was looking at the TV schedule, uh, now I'm going, wow, that went from nine to 11. What was I doing awake on a Wednesday night? Oh, the blizzard. There was no school the next day. That's why I was up. And even though I was just a little youth, I went, she's like me. And I don't know why. So even at that young age, I'm going, mm-hmm. cause she's different amongst the different people. It's just also the way she like, just, like she is so into Sarah from the second she walks in the room, and she is stunningly gorgeous. She's so like her sister, and so not like her sister, but she's also got that. They both have that ethereal quality? quality to them. Yeah, ethereal quality to them, and that ability to like leap through the screen and connect with you. And just for some reason, just immediately went to mouse. And just the way they, they she doesn't want Sarah to go. You could sign the book, Sarah. I'm also wearing a bulky sweater. We're the same.
3: I'm going to be following you from now on.
1: <laughs> no, their whole relationship I love. Everything about the Sarah Mouse relationship is lovely. They have some wonder, wonderful tender moments that are very weird and intimate. There's one female screenwriter on this, guaranteed. She wrote these scenes. Most likely. none of these other guys could come up with this stuff. No, this, it's all... Mouse plays the violence. Uh, the other, the other person I want to mention, uh, in this uh cast here at this other uh, story is Talia Ball. Bo- uh, sorry, is that right? Talia Balsam? Tieson Talia, yeah, Talia Balsam. I loved Talia Balsam growing up. She was like a second rate, she was like a second tier Christy McNichol type, like the tomboyish type. It, she she popped, she was never the star of anything. Well, she is now, she was in Mad Men for like two seasons, and but um. But she's like the girl I would want to hang out with. Like, she's cool. I like her. And I don't know why. Probably the same reason I like Jodie Foster and Christy McNichols. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Even at eight, I knew. All right. We're leaving out the elephant in the room or, or the elephant and pigs, elephant dogs, really. The elephant in the room. Who's the house mother? Shelly Winters. <sighs> <sighs> Shelly fucking Winters.
5: Well, hello, Sarah. Welcome to our Sir Art. Oh,
4: Sarah, this is Mrs. Hunter, our... That was
5: Mother? Hi. Hi. Well, find yourself a room that you like and get yourself all cozy. And then come over and we'll have a talk and uh, get to know each other.
1: Okay. I'm in a love-hate relationship with Shelly Winters. I can't stand... I think we all are. I want to embrace the camp that Shelley Winters brings, but she's such a selfish actress that I just can't get past it.
3: She feels like she's in a completely different movie when I was watching it. It was like, are we in a sitcom on one end with her? And then the rest of the movie was played so deadpan serious.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Well, that's her, though. When, that's whatever she's pretty much, show, you know, she, granted, she won the Oscar for, um, you know, Diary of Van Frank. She's great in that. But something happened between Night of the Hunter and the 50s movies and these movies. And all of a sudden, she became this cartoon character. <laughs> very much that, very much that um, inside the actor's studio, whatever, that Lee Schreiber School of Acting Method acting that's very, very, can be very, very selfish, that everything's always about her. Not a giving actress, like she's just sucking the life out of everybody else in this attempt uh, bid to get camera, uh, camera. T- I hate her. I really, I can't stand her. This that wig on her head is killing me. She wore that she's wig. She's walking along. around. She's walking around in that red shawl that she clearly stole off the set of Who Slew Auntie Rue? What are you wearing, <laughs> honey?
2: If you want to kind of get a, a good feel of kind of how she must have been to work with, there is a workout video of Debbie Reynolds probably online somewhere, and she shows up.
1: Honey, I have the LP sitting in my closet.
2: Yeah. She shows up and just starts like yelling as Debbie Reynolds is trying to get through this.
7: Because
2: they did a really, really good movie together. It's actually kind of fun where they're like moms whose children were murderers and then they go off to start a new life in a dance studio. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: I cannot remember the name for the life of me. No, I apologize.
1: Uh, d- bu- uh, d- what's the matter with
2: Helen? Yes. That is a fun one to watch for Shelley Winters. And Debbie Reynolds is lovely
1: in it. We need more horror movies with tap dancing. Like yes. long tap dancing sequences because that one's got tons of them. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Debbie Reynolds with the tap studio. We've, we've digressed. Yeah. Um,
2: but I can only imagine just- being a younger actress having scenes with Shelley Winters in this.
1: Uh, Sam Pancake, the comedian Sam Pancake, he does a podcast that's similar to this one where he talks about movies of the week. And we are in agreement on our th- things about Shelley Winters. I, I know somebody who worked with Shelly Winters on something, on a sitcom or something. She's one of those actresses who will do stuff that's not rehearsed. Like grab your face in the middle of a scene. The, the thing with him, like he, he, was like, he was a kid at the time and he was doing something with Shelly Winters and she was supposed to smack him. And they rehearsed it and rehearsed it. It was just, they worked out. She was just going to brush his face with her hand. And that's the way we rehearsed it. And then time to keep the shit the shot. She belted him in the face, like took his head off. He's like eight. Yeah, that's not okay. Then when he started crying, she's like, well, that's the biz, honey. Surprise. Keep up. Hey, be a great actor. You Got to be ready for anything. No, 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 honey. No you could can, you can get drunk out of the number of times she grabs somebody's face during this movie. Stop grabbing people's faces! Stop it. <laughs> touch touchy touchy touchy. Stop touching people! I'd love to see like this is where she tries to touch mouse and mouse like leaps across the room like, yeah, damn right, honey.
5: And we know you'll just be marvelous at it. You really Alberta, why are you frightened of me? You know you are a mouse. A little timid, scampering little mouse. <laughs> Come on, keep practicing. Practice with your little broken
1: wing. Yeah. Why are you so afraid of me? Why are you? Why would I be afraid of you? Because she, she's also a witch. Because we can't just have a carry off. We've got to throw in some witchcraft to make it unique.
4: You know, one of these days I'm going to take a me to of that mutt. <laughs> Mrs. Hunter's liable to take one to you if you do.
6: Mrs. Hunter, our house mother... She teaches magical practices
2: among primitive people.
1: <laughs> like some Lucy Lucy. Yeah. Which grab?
2: Well, the sisters get accepted into the separate sororities, have a bit of a tiff, but make up and try to make it work. And then we get introduced to Shelley Winters when Sarah is moving into the house.
1: And of course, it can't just it, it, we gotta have the gothic element. It's a house with a secret. Secret room that's always mm-hmm. locked. There's a secret room, and there's a reason why we haven't had a hell we haven't had a hell night ritual in so many blah 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 years. We don't know why. Big mystery.
2: We have a mysterious Doberman that barks at everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
6: You got past the biggest exam at PED. You got past old Azarac.
0: You do that to everybody.
4: <laughs> no, you have to understand Barbara's warped sense of humor. You see, you can't let them know you're scared of them. See, dogs can sense when you're afraid of them, and then they'll try and bully you. You sure got his number.
3: Which we get to see Sarah use her powers in quieting the dog too, like when she first arrives. Yeah.
1: Doug was like, oh fuck, she got a cable in that sweater. I'm not gonna bite that. No, go break a tooth in that sweater. <laughs> one of the things I thought was interesting that's missing from the movie that only gets touched on. Did you think that Shelly Winters was her mother? Yes.
3: Yeah.
2: I was to me, it was implied that Shelly Winters was her mother and her adopted father was her actual father with Shelly Winters. In one scene, that's kind of all said, and that was my assumption. And I wondered if maybe her adopted mother maybe sort of guessed or didn't. And that was also a bit of the eh, keep away yeah, child. Yeah, because
3: there was that- when she was talking to Mrs. Hunter and Mrs. Hunter was just quizzing her hard about her mom. And she's like, where do you think she is now? Do you think she's here or not here? Like, it was just like very intense for just quizzing, you know, it's like, you're going really far with this. And so I picked up on the same thing.
5: But wasn't your mother uh, a member of uh, Alpha Nu Sigma? My
4: adoptive mother was. She still is quite active in the A&S alumni. Really? Haven't you ever wondered what happened to your real mother? I don't know. Nobody really knows what happened to her. She seems to have um, vanished.
5: And Mr. Goodwin? He died. Oh, too bad.
4: The Goodwins adopted me when I was very little, so Mrs. Goodwin was the only real mother I ever had. Aren't you curious about your mother? Yes.
5: You know, Sarah, um, she could have married, changed her name. Uh, Um, the stigma of an illegitimate child is quite different now than it was then
4: she could be living someplace else she could be i'd give anything to know or maybe she
5: isn't living someplace else
4: well then i'd like to know that too
5: i'm sorry dear i've upset you uh... Uh, tell me something what have the girls told you about phi epsilon delta so far hmm?
4: Only that there's some mysterious feud going on between A&S and PED. Oh, that old thing. You know, that
5: feud was going on when I was an undergraduate at this college. As a matter of fact, I was president of Phi Epsilon Delta in my senior year.
4: Really? Yes.
5: Oh, and we were the sorority then. Everyone wanted to pledge uh, the beauties and the brains. I think that was the year that I was voted sweetheart of your father's fraternity. You knew my father? Oh, yes. <laughs> this, this is how I looked then.
4: Beautiful. Oh, thank you.
5: Oh, everyone knew your father, anyone who was anyone. Patrick Goodwin, well, he was a big man on campus.
1: I won the queen of the ball at your father's fraternity. Oh, you knew my father? Yeah, I knew your father. Daddy's dead. So yeah, it's like something happened. Something, whatever scandal happened. That because we still don't really know what happened. Why? Like we know that a girl died at Hell Night back in the fifties. We don't know why. We don't know how. We don't really know what Shelly Winter's involvement in. But apparently, there's also a baby now. Yeah, because she, because after the girl died, Shelley Winter's went away, change
2: in administration. Uh, she came
1: back. She went away. That's, that's fifties code for when to have a baby in Europe.
2: So there's that. There's um, a very poor model of a, a hedge maze that we see from above. Oh,
1: so bad. I will bet you a dollar. That's a refashioned hedge maze from the opening credits of the Hearted boys. Nancy drew mysteries.
7: Probably.
2: In my head, every time it was just Monty Python. It's
1: only a model. <laughs>
3: that's perfect.
1: <laughs> Here we are wandering through the backlot maze that's just the same three scrubs that we keep pushing around. <laughs> <laughs> just grips just running by, beside them to keep it
3: up. <laughs> well, well I, we can't- I definitely have to talk about the ridiculous piano scene. That oh, yes. Is- like Looney Tunes quality,
1: <laughs> Casey. Please tell me about this piano scene that you're talking about. I have no idea what you mean.
3: Jayla uh, uh, Morgan Fairchild pits Patty against Sarah. Basically, she can't hang out. Sort of interrupts things, and Sarah gets really mad. And there's a piano. These guys are like hauling a piano up for some reason through like I mean I don't know. There's no reason why you would need to put a piano where they were trying to carry it.
1: Why wouldn't oh. you want a piano on the roof, Casey? <laughs> on the
3: roof. Like through a walkway. Like uh, people are just like walking through like whatever. Here's here's like roof, there's these guys pulling up it's the It's
2: a piano. rush week thing.
1: I don't think I'm cut out from manual labor. Uh, it's okay, Brady. It's good for you. Keep that corner straight. I got it. Little wonders never cease, huh? Sigma delts of common labor. Uh, hey, teach. What we need is muscle, not mouth. Well, I'll give you a little expert supervision. <clears throat> oh, that's okay. You can just stand back and watch this feat of mechanical engineering. Hey, come here, Freddie. Give me a hand.
3: It's totally. I guess I, I wasn't in that the Greek life there, so I don't. I. It's probably me. I just don't understand. But um, they're hauling the piano up this archway, and. Sarah just uses her powers to drop the piano, like cartoon like, on top of her sister, but then pushes her out of the way and saves her. It's.
7: Sarah, please!
3: the movie to me I just was dying I've rewound it and just lost everything watching that
1: <laughs> there's a lot going on there I mean I get it like that's that's it all you see that setup. you do see that setup up in like 30s comedies and like Marx Brothers shit a lot where somebody has to pull a piano up because they can't fit it and uh, fit it up the stairs but there's no window where there's no room. It's just, they're just pulling it. But on top of that, they're doing it like Casey said, in the middle of this walkway, they haven't put in any pylons. Nobody's saying, okay, don't walk through here right now. We're pulling up a piano. Like a, a girl comes and stands at the piano for thirty seconds before <laughs> she gets was well, like Sarah walks under it first. Nobody stands. Patty <laughs> shows up and they're just like do do. Nobody acknowledges the piano because it was the 70s and like I said earlier, safety was an option. It was just like safety was for nerds.
3: And that's <gasps> and when right. that guy said
1: Sarah was a four, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, the four guy was there who wants Patty and um uh, teacher assistant Mr. Inappropriate. Paul shows up,
1: immediately hitting on Sarah. I just—the just, other thing you had to understand is, like I said, what did I say at the beginning of the show? We work fast and we work cheap. Pylons? Were you crazy? You're gonna try to break the butt rope? Put up a rope? we you crazy? Gotta walk through. It's fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Free <laughs> range children. How any of us survived, we don't know. But yes, tell me about—tell me about oh, Paul. I think Paul Yates. Hi. Thank you. I said, so you got to say his full name because they say his full name every time. Paul Yates. Yeah,
3: you'll Paul probably be in the class maybe, Paul Yates. <laughs>
1: the TA yes. who teaches a class like a professor,
2: <laughs> not uh, inappropriate at all, <laughs> a psych professor no less.
1: <laughs> hey, that was good going. She could have been killed. My name's Paul Yates. I'm a teaching assistant here. What do you teach? Psychology. You're gonna be taking psych one this semester? You're probably gonna be in one of my classes.
4: Wonder how that happened. I don't know. Sure was a close call. Listen, um, I have to go. Excuse me.
1: Well, what's your name?
4: Sarah Goodwin.
6: I'll see you around, Sarah Goodwin.
1: My first time revisiting this, every scene with him, I'm going, "You're faculty, you are faculty. Why are you hitting on a student?" They try to get over that, try to get past it by making him a teacher's assistant, but we don't see any professor. In this no, he teaching him. the class,
2: and it's. it's, it's he's a got first patches week. on his
1: elbows, on his corduroy jacket, and everything. He's officially the professor,
2: and it's. It's not like she's just about to graduate. It is the first freaking week, and he's like, "So, coffee, hey." <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, your sister almost got hit up hit by a piano. You want to come out with me? Sure. You just experienced why not? Trauma.
2: Let me take advantage. <laughs> Sarah's down okay. for it,
1: though. Yes. Um, just want to say, that, Tony Bill, the actor playing in the president is Tony Bill, uh, Academy Award-winning actor because as a, uh, not as an actor but as a producer because he produced The Sting in 1973. Um, he was in one of the more weird, lurid TV uh, TV movies. TV horror movies, Haunts of the Very Rich and in the Infamous. Are you in the house alone? Oh, that one. Oh, that one.
2: That's a hard one to watch.
1: That's a hard one to watch. They tease you that it's gonna be a horror movie, then it's not. It's a 70s 70s TV rape movie, which means they get every all the all the all the optics are really weird. Really
2: weird. With is it Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid. One of the Quaid's, yeah.
1: Dennis Quaid. God, Randy Quaid? God, Jesus, no. (laughs) Um (laughs) Where do we are? Yeah, their whole, rela- their whole relationship is icky on the surface, but I do like the fact that he's not your '70s guy in a '70s TV movie. He's not controlling of her.
2: He is giving her good advice, like yeah. about the situations going on, because it gets on where she gets a little wary of the house mother, rightfully so. She tells him she has po- she tells him he- she has powers. And of course he doesn't believe her, because honestly, why would you? Why would you?
1: Yeah. Do you believe
4: it's true? What? A person can have a special power like that and still be considered normal?
1: Well, uh, we could get into a long philosophical discussion about what's considered normal. But I think I know what you're asking, and um, basically, yeah, I think it's possible. We read about
0: these
4: things all the time. I've got it. What? The power.
0: Well, I'm sure you do. We all have our unique uh, abilities and
7: talents.
4: No, you're not listening to what I'm saying. I have this special power.
7: Sarah,
1: whatever it is that's troubling you, I think we ought to talk about it. If. If you dwell on these things, you're just going to cause a lot of trouble for yourself. Oh, look, I have class in about five minutes. Um, Why don't we talk about this a little later, okay? Like, um, over dinner?
7: Okay.
2: Okay.
1: I'll pick up around seven.
2: And he's just like, then don't be there. If you think it's making it worse, don't be there. Yeah.
4: Well... Sometimes things happen. Sometimes people get hurt.
0: Well, do you think you're responsible for those things?
4: Yes. I think there's something wrong with me. Something that makes bad things happen to other people.
0: Sarah, don't you think those things would happen to those people even if you weren't around?
4: No. No. Mrs. Hunter seems to think that I make them happen when I get angry. Mrs. Hunter. It's our house mother. Erica Hunter? Yeah. She thinks I have a special power.
3: Yeah, he's like giving adult advice. You know, just...
1: It's weird because it's like in, yeah, in the most inappropriate adult. relationship possible. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. You're adult advice her, also- while doing like the shoulder, the arm thing across the shoulders. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I really think you need to listen to yourself and go back to the dorms. Ah. We give
3: you some fatherly advice, and then maybe we go catch some coffee later.
1: It's us backtrack a bit. the The growing tension between Patty and and. Sarah is fun not fun but it's meaty yeah it's meaty we touch we touched on that scene earlier where where you said oh well Morgan Fairchild makes Patty say I will never talk to any, I will never have, I will never associate with anyone that pigs, elephants, and dogs ever. It wasn't just that she made her say that, she humiliated both of them and took pleasure in it. Oh
2: yeah, it's about just really breaking people down and just controlling them. She loves having little puppets in her life. And mm-hmm. you can tell she's never been told no. And so later on, Sarah uses her powers to knock her into a pool, for one.
7: Hi, Patty.
0: Yeah, huh? Initiates are not allowed to speak to strangers.
7: <laughs> <laughs> that stranger happens to be my
0: sister. Oh, Patty, the members of Alpha New Sigma are your sisters now. <laughs> not some little lowlife from P.E. and D. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
7: some,
0: hey, look, little old mouse has her little old violin. Why don't you play something for us? No. Oh, come on. What's the matter? You got a little violin elbow?
7: Leave <laughs> her alone,
0: Jennifer. I think you better stop it. I just want to hear her play something. Let's see what you got here. What can't? <laughs> huh, a little set of sauté, a little Paganini <laughs> Give it back! Can you really play all this stuff? I bet you don't need this music at all, do you? I bet you play by ear. Isn't that what happens with those prodigies? A child prodigy? You can just play by ear. That's supposed to be the mark of a genius. I'm... Stop it!
2: which is lovely and no one kind of comments how she did that without being in arm's reach and then just verbally takes her down and probably in a way she's never had been told to her just like no one likes you you're getting by on your looks and those will fade honey and everyone's gonna hate you
4: my first day here i saw you and i thought you were beautiful but i was wrong all you care about is how popular you are Everybody gives you everything. You don't have to work at anything like friendship. You don't care about how other people feel. All you give a damn about is how good you look. I'll tell you something, Jennifer. One day, all these poor, stupid girls who laugh at your cruelty are going to see how ugly you really are, and they'll hate you, and they'll turn on you. Then you won't have any friends left at all.
3: And she's like, all these stupid little girls that follow you will see how ugly you are. And I love that whole line. It was great. It was just like a stand up and clap moment. Loved it.
1: Yeah. What I love too about that moment, a couple of things. What I love about that moment was that she wasn't defending herself. She's defending Mal's because she's, she's, unlike Carrie, Sarah's on a journey here. Starts start on a journey. She's getting, she's becoming more comfortable in her own skin. And she starts, like, some halfway through the movie, she starts losing the turtlenecks and the bouncy, and the the bulky sweaters. And she's just starting to look like a regular college girl. She's starting to interact. Like, she has this scene with her sorority sisters where she's like, after Mouse has her accident.
3: Mouse gets hit by a car.
1: <laughs> gets hit by a car.
3: Because she's spaced out.
1: <laughs> well, because she got thwarted for a date. She asked, she asked, Sarah to go for coffee on a day when everybody asked Sarah to go for coffee. <laughs> yeah, we
3: like, everybody's drinking coffee these days or something. Like it was a well, weird her, Patty
2: had tried to basically sneak out to go see her, got caught, had to yeah. leave. Then Mouse tried to ask her, but she was still mad at Patty. And so she snapped at Mouse and Mouse walked off. And then Paul Yates showed up and then she decided to go after Mouse. And oh, the love triangle. <laughs>
3: Maybe
1: and then, then look up with Mouse what are you doing and, with and this? Yes, Ma- Mouse spaced out and got herself hit by a car um, yeah. but she's not dead she's not dead she's hurt which is why Mouse is injured in the scene later on with Morgan Fairchild where she's gets knocked in the fountain um, but yeah she's, she's standing up for Mouse That's because this lovely bond has happened. Tell me about the violin scene. When
2: Sarah is first moving and she hears this violin music. Um, Later on, we we learn that she loves classical music. She goes to the room, finds out it's Mouse playing, asks her how long she's been doing that. And Mouse informs us that for a really long time, it helps ground her basically because she has issues and has been working on them. And I... It's really actually quite well played for something from the 70s when someone's like, I tried to check out. It was, I think, the words that she used, but that she's working on it. And this is why she's a little more timid around people. She wants to connect, but she has issues with it. And she is feeling connecting to Sarah. And Sarah does feel that connection back. And it's a really beautiful little scene.
4: Oh, don't stop. Was I playing too loud? No, I loved it. Come in. Sit down you want to? How long have you been playing? Since I was three. No wonder you're so good. The music keeps me from freaking out. What happens when you freak out? Oh, I, well, I tried to bail out a couple of times, you know, so they sent me away for a while. But I'm fine now. I'm really fine. I know you're fine. I can tell.
2: And later, how Mouse plays the violin with her broken wrist, I have no freaking clue. She's
3: amazing.
1: Don't underestimate a Pharaoh. But I don't want to wander too far away from the scene just yet, because uh, we only... The first part of the scene where Mouse explains her, her backstory, and we learn that, well, surprised that she's this suicidal queer. T- well, okay, we don't know that she's queer, but she's coded queer. I mean, this is all reading uh, queer, especially for this time frame in movies. This is what you get. We talk around the subject. We don't really say it. And now that we got this young woman who's shy and mousy and we learn has has mental troubles and has attempted suicide in the past, she's queer. But it's the second half of the scene that just absolutely resonates for me where Sarah just says, can you play something for me? And Mouse does.
4: Would you play something for me? Please?
1: Now, I can see from the way that she reacts that Mouse is not accustomed to playing her music for anyone. This is something that she does in private and secret. She hides in a room to do it. It's for herself. It's to make herself feel better. The other girls don't like it. We learn this is something that she's ashamed to share with the world. You know, she'll be really cool. So you know, I'll just do it here, and then maybe they won't—they won't hate me if I don't bother. But now you've got this young woman who asks, who requests to hear you play. How wonderfully intimate! And the whole while she plays, it's just quiet and lovely, and it's. Yes, it's an intimate moment, but it's impossible for me to ignore the fact that this scene is also romantic. I've tried to talk myself out of it and say it could be platonic, but no, 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 no. If it was platonic, she could be playing the piano. But she's not. Mouse plays the violin. The violin music, by its very nature, is considered romantic worldwide. The way you play a violin, it's sensual. You have to caress it. You have to stroke it. You're using your whole body to play it. There's something very sensual about playing the violin. So the tension between them and the, well, not just the tension, just this relief and this bomb that's filling building between them, just the scene this wonderful moment where Miles says, this is me. Thank you for wanting to look. It's magical until, of course, somebody has to work. Hey, enough
4: in there already. Sarah, Mrs. Hunter wants to see you in her room. If you threw practicing, we would all appreciate it. I asked her to play. Yeah, well, when you have to listen to it day and night, the charm will wear off.
3: Thank you very much. No, was I was just saying it was like, I agree, it was just such a super sweet scene. Except you get interrupted at one point with one lady who's like, ah, you'll get tired of this soon or whatever. And I was like, why did they put that in there? <laughs>
1: Because that, because it, it was to show that that this, I get this because like the strife in this sorority as well. It's just that they have no social skills because they don't socialize with anybody. They don't know how to deal with people, so they can't just be like Mouse. Could you quiet down? She has to come and be like, "Shut up, your We're all sick. she can't be nobody. And Sarah has this big revelatory moment at certain point. She's, she's she's got a boyfriend now. She's starting to dress cool. She wears prairie skirts and doesn't look stupid in them, which is an amazing feat. Um, because everybody looks horrible about prairie skirts, but she looks great in them. But she see, like she has to see where they call where somebody's like, oh, well, Shelly, which is like, oh, look at Sarah the cheerleader now. She's our leader. Hey, everybody's down here all the time. You know, Mouse, we're letting ourselves get spaced out. Maybe if we're all just nice to ourselves for a bit, we'll be nice to other people and I play the audio. What
4: I mean is maybe maybe we should try being more positive. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like instead of saying things like, I guess I wasn't with it as usual. Um, I'm I'm not picking on your mouse. I'm not. I'm your friend. It's just, it's a perfect example of the way we've all been acting. Yeah, well, let's hear it for Sarah, the cheerleader. Come on, Barbara, quit it.
0: She's right. You know, maybe if we all started being nicer to ourselves, we'd be nicer to each other.
4: Maybe. Sure. We could try. Yeah. yeah it wouldn't hurt. Do you know why she got hit by a car? Because I yelled at her. That's why she wasn't paying <laughs> <making> attention. <laughs>
5: <digits. laughs> Commotion! I haven't heard so much chattering around here since the nineteen fifties. Oh, oh, Alberta, darling, uh, what happened? Oh, she tried to
4: fight the world's problems single-handed. <laughs>
5: I must say, you're all in a very good mood over her accident. Well, old Sarah just laid some very heavy
2: truths on us.
4: Yeah, it looks like we're going to be a real sorority again. Uh,
5: <laughs> Of course, you are the best one on the campus. Right? And Barbie, you listen to Sarah. We haven't got much time, you know. Time for what? Hell Week. We can have Hell Week? Hell of course. God. It's only a week oh, away. Yeah. And can then have Hell Week? Oh.
4: And after that,
5: we have a very secret initiation ceremony.
4: Oh, what happens in the ceremony?
5: Oh you'll find out soon
1: enough. (laughs) great, But there's a change in the energy in the movie there. And like, she's on this positive path, which again, makes it all more tragic how it all turns out. So that's what she's able to stand up for about, because she's like, I'm not going to be worried about how embarrassed I am about things. I'm going to start standing up for other people. If I stand up for other people, I'll feel better about myself. And it's working.
3: It was sweet. The whole group, like, rallied together, and they're like, oh, yeah, Sarah's laying some hard truths on us. I was like, yeah, lesbian processing. That's what I felt like on that scene. And it was like all of them. Damn right.
1: Damn up. right. Damn right. Talk to me, lesbian Moses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then Shelly Wood just has to commit a shit out of Hey, what's going on here? Everybody be quiet. Everybody look at me and my wig. Shut up. But I just want to go back to the violin for one scene. Sarah asks... Mouse to play a song for her, she's like, would you mind playing me something, please? The energy in that scene was fraught. Not necessarily lesbian, but there's such an emotional connection. Although there is something, there's a shot of Sarah watching her play and Sarah bites her lower lip for just a second. In 70s TV, that's what happens when, you know, I'm just thinking when Davy Jones was on The Partridge Family, that's what Marsha Brady would do. She bite her lower lip. That means this... Some kind of, ooh, flutter going on. There's there's something there. It's not necessarily sexual, but there's a connection there that you don't normally see in these movies. It's honest, not forced. I loved it.
2: It was nice that they took the time to have a scene like that to establish a relationship starting. Because normally they might not have.
1: Yeah. No, we got more more backgammon. (laughs) Underwear backgammon to play. We need more (laughs) girls answering phones in their nightgowns. (laughs) Could they answer a phone on their nightgown on a trampoline? Would that be weird? Do we have the budget for that? No, forget it. Moving on, moving on. Could they run through a sprinkler? (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about the phone call that Patty has with her mom. Before this phone call happens, what what are Patty and Sarah doing while they're still in the dorm? What conversation does Patty have? Did you see how the girls up there wore their hair? Maybe if you put your hair back like that. Let's see if they'll put a little makeup on you. We're making Sarah pretty. And Sarah's feeling good for us. This is earlier in the movie. Um, For like one second.
4: Didn't she introduce you to anybody else? No. She was busy with the new people. wasn't her fault. But that's so rude. I mean, Jennifer was busy too, but she took the time to introduce me to... Well, she probably thought that I'd go get some punch and then come join you. She didn't mean anything about it, really. Don't worry. Come here a second. Come on,
0: sit down. Now, did you notice the way those girls wear their hair? Here, hand me that clip. Now, I think if you wear it up, it'll look better. we got to really make them love you. You know, we're really gonna be
6: gorgeous. You know,
4: they've got to love us. There. No, I thought when we got to college we'd split up. But we're gonna do it together. Of course, we're gonna do it together. I mean, what fun would it be if we didn't?
5: Anybody home?
4: Hi. There's a long-distance phone call for Patty Goodwin.
0: Oh, that must be Mom. Thanks. Sure. I'll tell her the good news.
2: You know, you really do look gorgeous. (laughs)
1: and they get a phone call from mom. Patty
2: gets a phone call from mom, not Sarah.
1: I was going to say, that's the detail that I love. That The girl comes in and says, long distance phone call for Patty Goodwin. I'm sitting right here. I'm sitting right here. I exist, damn it. Tell me about this phone call.
3: Uh, It's it's just evil mom basically saying you need to what did she say i'm trying to remember exactly what she said i feel like i wrote it down somewhere but she was just like you know you need to leave sarah alone like don't worry about her you something about uh don't focus on your pity
2: she's not alpha sigma new material
3: yes exactly and Jennifer Lawrence
6: herself took me around to meet the others. Oh, I knew you'd be terrific. Did you mention who I was? Well, I said you were an alumnus. You didn't tell them I'm head of the alumni committee? Honey, that's very important. Uh, Mom... Mom, I'm afraid they didn't like Sarah very much. I... I I'm afraid they're not gonna take us both in. <laughs> oh, sweetheart. Uh, Sarah's not exactly Alpha New Sigma material. I know that, but we always plan to stay together. Patty, I'll say it again. you are grown up now. So is Sarah. She can't expect to share everything in your life. I can't believe I'm hearing this from you. All I'm trying to say is you have to start thinking of yourself. It takes a very special kind of girl to get into Alpha, New Sigma.
4: But you know what it will do to Sarah if she doesn't make it. I just don't want to hurt her. Well...
6: Of course you don't, darling. But just don't ruin your own chances by feeling sorry for her. But I do feel sorry for her. Well, then think of her trying to fit in with the girls from that you say well. Wow. Think of her trying to carry on a conversation with, uh, well, somebody like Jennifer Lawrence, for example. She just doesn't fit. She could learn. Patty, please, don't get carried away by pity. What's wrong with pity?
1: Now, don't get carried away by pity, Patty.
3: (laughs) Yes.
1: It's basically like she's a nobody. You're going to be somebody. You're going to be an Alpha Sigma new because that's what I am. Did you tell them that I'm Oh yeah. <laughs> did you tell them that you're my daughter? Did you mention that like, oh yeah, we mentioned that you're an alumni? Did you mention that I'm the one that gives all the money to the sorority? It's all about her and she's patting her hair while she <laughs> does it. I loved all this because she does it all. Just like, just like an Alpha Sigma Nu, she does it with tact. That little smile, and wh- the meaner she gets, the sweeter southern. Sp- she gets started to get that little southern twang to her voice to make that sugar go down a little easier. It makes the rat poison take better. Come on, taste. <laughs> I wanted more of her. I wanted to see the mother get hers. Oh yeah. All right. People probably wondering. Why is this a horror movie? It just sounds like a teen drama so far with a little bit of telekinesis. What are we building to? We're
2: building to the rush night, or I think it was, or the pledge night. Hell night.
1: Yeah. Hell night,
3: right? Yeah. Hell night. Which they haven't had in 20 years because, you know, some rumors
1: about it. Because of what happens, whatever that might be. They don't really tell us, but Yes, we're all building towards Russian. I realize we can't get there yet because we have to have the humiliation. The bad thing.
2: Morgan Fairchild being the most Morgan Fairchild of the movie. Going to Patty, going, you know, no one's ever told me off like your sister and I think I deserved it. I came to apologize.
0: Look, sometimes I just get so carried away with... the initiation and our silly feud with P.E.D. that I I guess I just forget about other people's feelings things have gone your way all your life sometimes you start to think maybe you really are better than anybody else until someone comes along and sticks a pin in you like your sister did this afternoon I know Sarah didn't mean all that she's really nice she meant it but it's all right. I deserved it Could I tell her you said that? Maybe I'll tell her myself. (laughs) You you really mean that? Look, this is not easy for me. Don't make me (laughs) repeat myself, okay? Patty, I've been thinking maybe I made another mistake in not pledging her. I could still be remedied.
2: Yeah, but how? That's easy. I'll just talk to the other girls. And the whole time she's going at it, I'm just like, how is Patty believing this? How is Patty believing this? Of course, Patty's believing this. No one's ever bit lied to her like this. She's never been manipulated like this. So she believes it.
1: This scene happens after Morgan Fairchild is humiliated and gets thrown in the fountain after she was picking on Mouse from Sarah stood her and she goes to Patty to get information, like Tara was saying. What I have to say about Morgan, Free- uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman all of a sudden showed up and was great in this scene. Morgan Fairchild in this scene is that she's being evil and manipulative. She's like, but I'm buying her. Oh, yeah. She does the thing that real good villains do. They're playing. The villain doesn't play the villain. The villain's playing the hero. She's I'm being completely earnest. I'm really sorry about what I did to Sarah. Sarah and I want to make, I did it again. I called her Sarah. I did- <laughs> <laughs> Want to make up for... Why don't you tell me about her? Tell me about what her... What, what, what kind of music does she like? What's her favorite food? Is she seeing anybody?
0: Oh, if you could do that, everything would be perfect. Okay, it sets it. I'll talk to them. And in the meantime, if I'm going to break through that shell, she's got built up against me. I I need to know something about her. Um, what kind of food does she like? What kind of music? Who's she seeing? Gee, I don't know where to start. Um... Okay, now I know she likes classical music, and she really loves exotic foods, and she's been seeing a lot of Paul Yates lately. Paul Yates?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And there's never a moment of flicker behind the eye that I'm saying something evil. It's all completely believable.
3: Yeah, and she's dangling what Patty wants the most, right, for her to be able to join the sorority, which she says maybe we should pledge her. And, like, all those – so she just – She's not only like totally believable in what she's saying, but it's exactly what Patty wants.
2: Yeah, and she was raised by someone exactly
1: like this. Who's so oh, well, she's yeah, used to this
3: her whole life, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> really? Well, of course, they're 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 out of this literally out of the same mold. Every woman out of this house is going to be like this. Yeah. So of course, Patty's going to respond to it because she says, "I'm used to being talked to like this." Yeah, that's, that's,
2: it's that's of, of course I'll do exactly what you say. It's what I'm supposed to do. It's what she's been conditioned to do all her life. And she's so just happy about it. So for the both of them, what happens? It's just like, oh.
1: Cruel, 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 cruel. Uh, but before we get there, we have we get to watch Morgan Fairchild hatch this plan, which leads to one of the weirdest scenes in the movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to set up a mat and a bench and, a, and some weights in the middle of the auditorium gym for no reason. Hey.
1: We dragged it out of the weight room. <laughs> <laughs> and does Morgan Fairchild, is she, does she lick her fingers at some point? <laughs> Did you see that? I, think, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised I think she's so. just like, like <laughs> he's working <laughs> out. She's got his shirt. And I'm pretty. She's like doing something with his shirt. And then she sniffed her fingers. I'm like, you're you're a twisted bitch. And I love that move. I don't know if that was intentional or not intentional, but it was gross. This whole scene is gross. It is. It's all gross.
3: Lady, like, ugh. you gonna make that phone call for me?
5: <sighs> Tell me why.
0: I will later. <laughs> it's just a dumb joke.
5: Uh, Jennifer, Jeez. I just don't want to do
0: it. It's just one little favor. It's got to be tonight. <laughs> just
7: do it.
5: All right. But I don't like it
1: will be sorry oh yeah yeah she's way too close like he's doing he's doing push not push-ups I mean, yeah. whatever barbells you know the, the whatever we call it but the bell it looks the way the scene is shot the, looks like the weights should be hitting her in the face but they're not so it's just it's this weird tension she's too close I kind of expected
2: her to, like, crawl all the way on top of him while he's doing it. He she pretty much did. She pretty I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, as he's still, like, pushing the weight up and down and just, like, crush her neck onto
1: his. <laughs> this this was the car scene in Carrie with with John Travolta and Nancy Allen. Billy, Billy, I hate Carrie White. It's that scene. Yes. You're getting, it's exactly that scene. Except much, much weirder. That scene's weird. This scene's weird. <laughs>
2: At least to the guy, he's like, eh, he doesn't really want to go through with it. But he gets to be, oh,
1: oh, you'll fuck me? Oh, okay. I'm in. I mean, I still want to date
2: Patty, but
1: sure. Yeah, I was going to say, we yeah. saw him go off with Patty earlier. So not only is Jennifer Lawrence sticking a knife in Sarah and sticking a knife in Patty about this relationship, like, I don't know, I'm going to take your boyfriend too. Or at least fuck him. You know, she doesn't need a boyfriend. Sarah, she doesn't need a man.
2: He's not marrying material. Yeah,
1: doesn't have enough money. He'll do. He's stupid enough to fool into this. So it's this elaborate prank. I, 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 the setup like they, they tell her, he calls her. Like I don't even really understand why she needed him at all. But I guess he needed to make the phone call, but he makes a phone call to Sarah saying, Hey, we're throwing a party. It's a surprise party for Paul. Paul who? Paul Yates. <laughs> Paul Ye- Oh, Paul Yates! <laughs> for, for Paul Yates, that professor, that, that old guy you're dating. Hey, listen, um, there's going to be a party tonight. Can you come? Uh, no, I, I can't.
7: Why not?
4: Well, first of all, I don't think Jennifer would like it very much.
7: It's for Paul Yates.
4: What? Paul Yates. It's his birthday.
5: And um, since he's everybody's favorite teaching assistant, we thought we'd throw a party and uh, celebrate. Can you come? I guess so. Great. I'll pick you up at 7.30. See ya. Oh, and um, don't tell him.
4: I won't. Bye.
1: Yeah, it's his birthday. And it's a surprise party. I'll pick you up at 7.30. Sarah came down those stairs and my gay jaw was on the floor. <laughs> that dress is st- Stunning. It's white, off the shoulder, ruffly,
2: kind of peasant-y. It's, it's really nice. Her hair is great.
1: Farrah Fawcett wore that dress. That's a famous shot of Farrah Fawcett. I'm like, Sarah? Sarah Goodwin? Oh, what's her name? The other one? As they keep calling her, oh, the other one. <laughs> is pulling off this look.
4: Oh, wow. <laughs> So much. I feel like I'm representing the whole sorority. Oh, yeah, you're us, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah,
5: are you sure that you want to go?
4: Yes, I am sure. <laughs> <sighs> nope, nope, I'll get it.
3: Well, here goes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's gorgeous, so you know it's gonna end in tragedy. What happens? Well,
3: she Casey, what happens. opens the door and they start. Telting her with, I'm guessing, rotten vegetables and mud. (laughs) Like they have the whole group with like car headlights shining on her and she just stands there and takes it for an awkwardly long time without going back in the house or something
1: like, or anybody coming out to help?
3: Pulling back in, I'm like, what "Did the P.E.D. girls lock her out?" I mean, they all—they just had that powwow about standing up for each other, and she's just standing there taking it as they throw this gross stuff at her.
1: It's a TV movie. Of the '70s. Certain things just gotta let happen.
3: It's a very <laughs> thick door. They couldn't there
2: hear is- anything through the thick, thick doors.
4: Scott. <laughs>
7: That's enough, Jim. Oh, stop it.
1: I think in 70s TV terms, it was mud they were throwing at her. I think it was shit. We get a clue from Shelly Winters that it's shit. She calls it filth. Because the other thing, too, is you see the girls throwing tomatoes. No tomatoes left. (laughs) Somehow the tomatoes are turning into shit in the air. But even though it's ridiculous, it goes on to look. It's savage. It's, It's it's. it's the blood bucket scene, and just as upsetting, even though it's not in slow motion, what I also love, too, is that Jennifer Lawrence, Morgan Fairchild, the only time in the movie anybody wears disco clothes is this scene. She's got that pink bell-bottom-tied halter top outfit, rocking it. She's like, I'm going to dress up for this. It's party time. <laughs> this is an <laughs> occasion. <laughs> oh, Ding, ding. This is a night to remember and the utter joy these girls are having destroying poor Sarah is upsetting and it doesn't even
2: occur to them to not tell patty like they just come <laughs> into the house laughing their asses off she comes down being like hey what happened and they're just like tee and just tell her
7: Hey, what's going on <laughs> just a prank
0: you uh, missed all the fun <laughs>
7: what'd you do
0: we We just put them in their (laughs) place what happened what did they
5: do your sister was set up what
0: Scott it was just a
7: joke
2: come on and Scott comes in feeling remorseful because he's decided I don't know he doesn't want to fuck Morgan Fairchild and well
1: not anymore that was the the, the, yeah yeah. that that was too much for him he confesses yeah. You can fuck me on my weight bench in the middle of the gym. <laughs> but no more. But this is too much.
0: Nice work, Scott. It was a cheap shot, Jennifer. Oh, come
5: on. What does she mean to you? I'm beginning to wonder what you mean to me.
1: Nobody comes out on the porch. Sure, sure, Sarah goes back. I think actually they do bring her, come. Somebody can bring her back in the house. But then they're, they're just, just, just standing in the middle of the living room and they're just standing around her in silence for what feels like ever. I mean, somebody get her a towel. Somebody do something. Get her somebody in the her. say something. Somebody call the police. This is an assault that just happened.
3: I think this is the occasion for an awkward, motherly sponge bath.
1: Sarah, your choices are clear now. Even you can crawl
5: right back into that hole you've been living in. Or... You can make Jennifer pay for that vicious so-called joke that she just did to you. Make them scared. You can do it. Use your powers. Patty! Why are you worrying about Patty? Did she worry about you tonight? Where was she? She could have stopped this. Here. angry. I can't control it. No? All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if you can control it. We'll try some little test tonight.
2: Shall we? Some little thing. A
4: test?
2: Yes. Yes, a test. Yeah, don't take her to the shower or a bath in the room wearing, like, palm olive (sighs) gloves, just scrubbing her hard.
1: (laughs) Dry sponge. Thank you, Casey. (laughs) Dry-ass sponge. Because I realize, of course it's a dry sponge because they can't wash any of that off because if they wash it off, they have to reapply it every day. We don't have time for that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It looks
1: painful. Thank you for noticing that because all I said, this is what I'm talking about. Look how hard shelly winters is rubbing that cloth on this poor actress it doesn't need to be like that
2: her head is like just like whipping around when she's doing it
3: i was so uncomfortable it's like is this a torture porn movie i think we might like yeah
1: huge chunks of flesh being peeled yeah. off her <laughs> f- forehead poor thing although this is when this these scenes are when shelly is at her best though
2: because she's just going, you need to use your anger. How dare they? They can't do this to you. And just, we are going to get back at them. Focus your anger. And it's splitting between this. Think of Patty. Think of Jennifer and
5: their beautiful lying faces. Get angry. Get angry,
2: Sarah. Get angry.
1: Make them feel that scalding sting like scorpions.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. It's splitting between this and Patty talking to Paul and being like I can't believe this I can't get a hold of her and this and going back and basically saying I'm moving out and trying to confront uh, Morgan Fairchild and then the ultimate power gets unleashed oh. in a shower
3: <laughs> of course hot water <laughs> relax dear
2: come now concentrate concentrate
5: close your eyes close your eyes And think about Jennifer. Think about Jennifer Lawrence. The beautiful Jennifer. The stupidly cruel Jennifer. The Jennifer who mocked you and humiliated and shamed you. Think of her. Think of her voice coming out at you in the darkness. And that filth they threw at you. They covered you with that awful filth. Think of it. Think of how much you hate her. You hate all of them. Think of your hate. Think of it, concentrate on your hate and think of it. No! (laughs) Jennifer, it's open. Sarah, let her feel your anger. Let her feel the scalding sting like scorpions.
0: Sarah, do it. Do it. Nobody walks out on this sorority. Who put you up to this, Scott? No, I've had enough people telling me what to do for one lifetime. This is my decision. Don't give me that now.
1: Well we do love we do love her we do love our shower traps in seventies movies. We mm-hmm. do love her stuff. Oh yes. What was the other one? The blood the blood shower. What what was that movie?
2: Oh, uh the one where the house is mechanical. Yeah.
1: Uh, this house possessed, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we we love women trapped in, in little little boxes, uh, in these movies. But yeah, this another scene that's I love I do love that how confident Jennifer Lawrence is with her nudity. Like in the scene. Just like, come in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to have an argument with you, butt ass naked, and nobody's gonna mention the fact. Nobody's gonna act like I'm standing here naked. <laughs> <laughs> and what happens? So she's confronting like Patty and her are arguing, and what happens? The power comes through and
3: And then the water they, do they get you? locked in the shower and the water gets super hot and they can't turn it off. So they're just getting kind of burned by hot water.
1: Do you know, fun fact, many people who saw this back in the day, haven't seen it since a lot of people will swear to you that they're both naked and the same, they're not. Hold on. If you're going to argue with me, you take off of her clothes. <laughs> you get naked too. <laughs> because it's the seventies and that would happen. <laughs>
2: If we're going to have this argument, we're going to do it in the shower. Get <laughs> in.
1: This is how we roll at Alpha Sigma. Alpha, Alpha Sigma. Alpha to Sigma. Stupid. Uh.
2: But even this, she, uh, Morgan Fairchild uses it to her advantage to be her reason that it's not Patty leaving. She's kicking her out. She burned me.
0: And then the handle came off in my hand. I couldn't stop it. And the water was scalding hot. Look at this. Oh. I tried tried to get out, but the door was jammed. And then all of a sudden, it just stopped. I mean the water just stopped. Where's Patty? Patty is back at the door where she belongs.
1: Look at so that. Did you see what did you see the, the water was so hot and the door wouldn't open. See, look at this. Look at this. I'm really burned even though I have no bandages or blisters or makeup on my shoulder, but still I'm really burned. You're, Everybody seems fine. Like, it, And her hair is great. Yep. <laughs> she stopped to style her hair <laughs> after the shower. This is Alpha Sigma new. We have hair and makeup people on staff at all times. <laughs> Which they probably would. They <laughs> have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to look this good. Sarah coming into her own, like I said, as a person before this and this is bringing new life to Shelley, which is like, oh, it's, it's, the is coming back to life, we're feeling that sisterhood again. I think maybe this year we'll have our Hell Night celebrate so the ceremony. So even call it Hell, Night. we're just gonna have the this, this ceremony.
5: This, this is marvelous. I, I it, oh, just in time, just in time. Tonight's the climax of Hell Week. What happens tonight? It gets dark. A few uh, sororities uh, meet in uh, secret rooms and they have their little secret initiations. But the important thing is Phi Epsilon Delta at last, after 20 years, she is going to have her traditional ceremony.
4: No one will die this time, will they? What? Sarah?
5: Now listen. You and I must not fight and quibble over ancient gossip. Now, especially now, in this most important night of our lives, uh, we must work together, dear. Tonight, your gifts will reach their fullest potential at our ceremony. I promise you, you must remember that those cruel girls for 20 years humiliated and
1: degraded your sisters. Understand? Be proud you're a special person. And somehow, Sarah's power is linked. Like It, it used to just be her... It started with just the power of positivity, but now it's going to be the power of positivity and telekinesis that are going to save the sorority. I really don't really understand any of that, but anyway. Shelly Winters is, cra- is crazy as fuck. So just, I don't really understand the ceremony or her... Like, We haven't said that she is a, a professor of the occult. At this college,
2: I kind of took it as she wanted to do the ceremony so she could kind of get Sarah's powers or use her to kind of eventually manipulate her powers herself. And that's probably what happened however many years ago when that one girl died, Mm.
1: that it's kind of trying to use someone else's abilities. I'll go with that. I see what I was thinking was maybe, I don't know if she's just mad with the power. Like, I've got this demon girl with this devil power, and now we're going to take it. We're going to rule the school. Everybody's going to (laughs) pay. And there will be a sacrifice. Bitch, it's got nothing to do with you. It's not, you are riding her coattails. You are not driving this train. Calm the fuck down, Shelly.
3: Well, I also like like right after the girls get burnt in the shower, and she Shelley Winters comes in, and Sarah's like, Shelly Winters is like, "There's been an accident, accident, Alpha Sigma Nu," and Sarah's like, "Wasn't anybody burned too badly? <laughs> like, it was great." Sarah Allison
5: just got back from her first class, and there's been quite an accident at the Alpha Nu Sigma.
4: No one was burned badly, were they?
5: Burned. No, um, their white lily skins are a little pinker and sore than last night, but they're fine this morning.
3: You knew all about it, didn't you? Jelly Winters is like, uh, something like, I didn't even tell you basically that anybody had been burned, so it was also establishing how, how
1: strong her power. And they're fine. Their lily white skin is a little bit pinker. Yeah. I hate that breathing thing she does. She, to make it work. she doesn't speak like that normally, but when she's acting, she does that thing. Where she just does these random breaths in between words, and it's so obnoxious. But anyway, I'm back now. <laughs> I'm back now. I hate her. There's a secret room in the house, and it's like a Satan room with a Satan altar. and there's an evil dog in there, whatever. That's fine. We're having this weird satanic ritual in the uh, for Hell Night at pipes on Delta, and the other girls are having, the uh and girls are having their initiation the same night. And there's this all like white and yellow robes and flowing and candles and everything looks gorgeous. And we have to hear somebody say, why Why are we allowed to wear anything under these robes?
6: I wonder why they don't want us to wear any clothes under these. Uh-huh. You'll find out.
1: It's all- don't you know so you can get caught in the wind machine later so that everything is form-fitting and then stand in front of windows that are backlit so that everyone can see through your outfit? That's why. I think they're just told, you'll find out. You'll find out. Oh, so we, we we missed the big lesbian orgy at the end. No, it's not a lesbian, it's sisterhood orgy that they normally have. Yep. <laughs> we never talk about this again. Oh, well. Whereas the
2: PEG girls are all in black robes. Yeah. And hoods! And hoods. <laughs> Very creepy hoods. The hoods were a choice!
1: <laughs> they're like Zodiac Killer hoods. Yeah. Absolutely! And the thing that was th- blowing my mind, like, this ceremony that Shelly Winters is running is bonkers. It's bonkers. And I would think, knowing what we've seen of the girls at PED, they're not really afraid to speak their minds. Sarah might be, but the others will call bullshit when they see it. Nobody's saying, what's happening? Why? What? Why is it all girls, pentagrams and knives and, and blood? What's happening?
5: Tonight, you are going to see a demonstration of a power that science does not yet understand. And if you can see it and understand it and believe in it, your futures will be miraculous. Get your candles and light them from Sarah's. I am going to give you the words to help you pass through the dreaded darkness. Alison, echo, echo,
1: Azarac. Where's Mouse? Where's Mouse? Where's Mouse? We have to have the sacrificial lesbian for this to work.
5: I'll show you the treasures of Phi Epsilon Delta. First, here is the pentacle. Its arms represent the arms of mercy and justice. The legs... They represent the pillars of wisdom and the head, the truth, at the top of the tree. From now on, this is your symbol by which you will always know your sisters. And this, this is the ritual dagger that will protect us from evil and defend all that is good. And this is the
3: blood of the animal. Yep. She'll be back later. Whatever. It's fine.
2: Shelly Winters needs to learn how to tie up her captives better. <laughs> I will just say that.
3: She was under a, a piece of cloth. It was fine. She's not going to get out of there. <laughs> like Shelly is struggling under, under the weight of that
1: gigantic red shawl of hers. She's only going to do so much.
3: The blood of the animal or whatever was that? Mouse's blood too, like because she was like blood of the sacrificial animal.
1: I'm guessing so. Yeah, I get the whole thing is supposed to end in a sacrifice. And it's it at what if it was something that they said that Shelly Winters had some powers and she had them under a spell that needed to be broken. I can see this going, but going these smart, intelligent women. They're headstrong, just letting all this go for this long. Like, this is weird. Or if
2: it had shown her, like, giving them something to eat or drink beforehand, that maybe they were a little doped up. Yeah.
1: Oh, right. Right. Meanwhile, they're handing out peeled grapes at the other fraternity. <laughs> the that old tree. It's cat these eye. these are the eyeballs.
0: <laughs> the eye of the cat, known for its cleverness, agility, and independent nature. May this symbolize your desire to pursue these qualities.
1: These are the only calories you're allowed for the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they discover that Mouse is going to be sacrificed. And Mouse has been stuck under the altar. She's, Sarah, help me. That's oh, well, where well, everything goes bananas. Walks me to the end of this movie. Why me to be the end of the ceremony.
2: Well, before Mouse sticks her arms out and asks for help.
1: Oh, duh. Yes, please. <laughs>
2: sarah is told to focus her powers and revenge and morgan fairchild is turned into an old crone i don't think she's actually killed because she touches her face and everything and it basically looks like burnt paperish
5: sarah you have been chosen the leader you must use your powers now against the people who would destroy us Sarah, use your powers. Destroy them. Use them!
0: And now the hour of reckoning is at hand.
5: You have examined
0: these women who would become our sisters and tested them. Each one you have found worthy, you may light her candle. If any of you has found any of these unworthy, speak now
5: or forever hold your peace. You! Use them, destroy them. <laughs> and a Phi Epsilon Delta will rise up. It's already planned. You all will have the power.
1: Killing her is too easy. Taking away the one thing that gives her power. Her beauty. Much better way to go. Did you read how this was supposed to end? No, I didn't. The original script called for all the girls at Alpha Sigma Nu, Alpha Nu Sigma to be turned into barnyard animals. <laughs> That would have been interesting. Oh, like like the bad boys of Pinocchio.
3: That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> but it wasn't in the budget. Like, are you crazy? Are you crazy? Or all, something was supposed to happen to all of them.
3: We already paid but for it. Like, yeah. No, we
1: have enough makeup. We have one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the number of grapes we had appealed? Do you think we're made of money? Are you crazy? <laughs> makeup of people? No.
2: Yeah. But so Morgan Fairchild is aged and freaking out as she's touching her face. And Sarah seems to be going along with it, and then Mouse from under the table. Sarah, help me! And that breaks the spell, and Sarah starts to fight back.
4: Sarah, help me!
5: And it will be done. Please help me. First, there has to be, there has to be a sacrifice. Our ritual calls for a sacrifice.
4: She wants to kill me. Girls, get her out of there!
2: No! And yells at the girls to get Mouse out of there, and there's a tussle. Release
4: it!
5: No! You are profaning the sacrificial knife. You are a traitor! I won't let you kill anyone this time! betrayed all of us you are evil Sarah, I thought that you were one of the anointed ones, but you're
2: not and then oh, the, the hedge maze is on fire
4: Sarah stop it I won't let you kill anyone else your
5: power to stop it. No. Stop it, Sarah. Stop it. Where's Sarah?
7: She's still in there. It's horrible. You can't find your way out. I won't let you destroy me.
2: And Shelly Winters and Sarah are inside.
1: Cause yeah, Shelly Winters is like, Sarah, use your power stop stopping. She's like, nope, you're not leaving. But then you're gonna die too. And she's like, okay. Yep. <laughs> I've had a really bad week. <laughs> I'm fine with this. Yeah, and everything collapses and they're both killed. And I remember as a kid, not getting that. Like, it was watching the last scene going worse. Like, wait, wait, she's dead? Wait. This is a TV movie. You're not supposed to kill the hero. What? I kept what?
3: expecting something, like her to come out or some something magical or whatever. But it was just...
1: Well, that's the 70s, the 70s TV movie. They always ended on bummers for the most part. They always had dark endings that didn't go well for the protagonist, but... I was shook as a kid. I was very upset that, that Sarah was killed. No fear. And this love the scene at the end is lovely. With between Mouse and Patty, yeah.
4: Oh hi. I didn't mean to startle you, I didn't know you were here. That's okay. This had to be done. I just couldn't bring myself over here till now. I know. The last few days I keep uh, expecting to see her everywhere. I still can't believe it happened. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess that's a big thing. She was a real sister to me, Miles. So I'll never forget her. Neither will I. She was a special friend of yours, wasn't she? She saved my life. In more ways than one, she helped me see how down on myself I was. I uh, heard you left ANS. Yeah, I, uh... well, I guess I don't think like they do anymore. Where are you going to stay? I don't know. I don't know. Dorms, I guess. There's uh... Patty. This room's free. If you like, I. We'd like to have you. Oh, Mouse, I... I don't know. We'd really like to have you. Okay. Thank you. I'd really like that.
1: When Patty asks Mouse... So, she was your special friend...
7: Right?
1: Did anyone else hear the italics and the underline? It was not <laughs> the told. quotation marks are <laughs> expected Yeah, yeah, and she was not, and not even that gay way, but just in that weird, that emotional connection that was kind of gay way well, in its own right. But whatever, 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 we know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? That there were friends, but there was something more to it, not necessarily romantic or sexual, but it went beyond.
3: And I choose true. to believe that. In the future, if they had lived, they would have figured it out. <laughs> Hooked up.
1: Yeah. If they'd known each other more than a week yeah, and a half. Like,
3: it was going to happen. It was going to happen.
1: It's college. This is what it's supposed to happen. Experiment. <laughs> this this is the window, this window to try shit. Nobody's going to judge you. It's all good. Yeah, so, yes, Patty, Patty's left Sigma Nu and she's joining, she's joining PED and that's the end of the movie.
2: With a focus on the picture of the sisters... And sad, sad music.
1: The music in this was good, particularly that theme.
2: Yeah, it wasn't overpowering or anything. It worked really well and organically.
1: What was awful was any scene where they had to have, like, cool kid music playing in the background. That was terrible.
7: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's nineteen. It's 1978. 1978 was a particularly awesome year for, for, for music. Like, the Stayin' Alive soundtrack, Billy Joel, all these great songs. And they're like... <laughs> kind of stuff. Something I noticed my last time through, and this is a tiny little detail, which I think is a great little character visual storytelling thing. That scene in the dorm, you see the girl play, press play on the gigantic tape recorder, and it's that awful music. And they cut to Sarah sitting on her bunk, clutching her classical LPs. You don't fit here musically. You don't even have the right equipment to play your one record on nothing. You don't fit in here either, Sarah. But yeah, this is, this movie left enough, uh, big enough impression on enough people that they made a remake of it.
2: I saw the pictures. I could not bring myself to watch
1: it. I saw it back in the day. It's definitely made for, I mean, definitely made for TV, but definitely two thousands made for TV. And that's the era of charmed. So the, it's all about witches. And Morgan Fairchild's back in the Shelley Winters. Well, they kind of combined everything. It's, it's one sorority and it's a sorority of witches. I I to remember being pain painless. And not gay.
2: <laughs> there was another one that got remade, I think, around that time with like sorority, and it actually had like Shannon Doherty or something in it, too, I
1: think. There was something. You're right. There was oh, Satan School like, for Girls. Satan School for Girls got remade with yeah. Shannon Doherty. You're right.
2: Yeah, they're like, let's have a lot of, like, remakes of 70s movies with witches, with the witchy people of today.
1: Big stretch there, Shannon. All right, so I think we've done The Initiation of Sarah. Um, final thoughts? Before we debunk, debunk, debark.
3: I'm really glad that I had actually never heard of this movie and I'm really glad you hit me up for it because I thoroughly enjoyed it and it would actually went a little deeper, like, with, like, the friendships and things that I expected and it was just it was a cool movie. Like, I I definitely get the queer undertones and I really enjoyed it. So thank you.
1: You're very welcome. Now that you said that you're right, there's something about the relationship between the women in this particular movie that you didn't get on seventies TV. It did. It did feel more honest. It did feel about more deep, uh, deeper than normal and not contrived with. So yeah. Thank Thank you for bringing that up. Tara, anything.
2: We didn't have that like sort of immediate, we are now best friends. You saw that people had to kind of try and work and different social weirdness in different ways, which isn't something you always get even now. So it's it's, it's an interesting movie and like you can see it very easily on YouTube. So definitely go
1: check it out. And of course, it was immortalized in the film Superstar with Molly Shannon. When I saw that in the movie theater, I went, Oh. Somebody else loves this movie besides me and can quote the whole thing. Oh, cool. All right. I think we've done this. I think we've arrived safely at our destination. Thank you very much, co-pilots. Even though we didn't really go anywhere, we just kind of rocked the plane. They're all high back there. Nobody knows the difference. Casey, tell me about Evil Good's design.
3: Okay. Well, it's sort of a side project. I'm an illustrator and graphic designer uh, for a living, and I do an illustration series called The Femmes of Fright, which is just uh, immortalizing, like, women in horror movies in, like, the most simplistic – way I can, trying to just get the concept of the character in as few shapes and lines as possible. It's just a little fun side project, but it's an Evil Goods Design on Instagram, and I've got a public if if you want to get one of them on a t-shirt, right on. Uh, it's just kind of a side project fun thing I love to do because I'm so in love with horror movies and the women in them.
1: And you know I love the Femmes of Fright. You know that's what brought me to you, Casey. That's how I found you.
3: I'm so glad you did. <laughs>
1: Well, just so you know, Matt Knife, my host on the on the uh, Wounded Fawn episode, he just bought some Friends of Fright stuff.
3: Oh, that's so funny because I listened to the episode and I like looked up his soap. I'm like, I'm buying the soap. I, I loved him on the episode, so I, I'm definitely becoming a fan of him too. So
1: randomly, I told I was talking to him last night, and he said, "Oh, I was." Said, I asked him what he was doing. He's like, "Oh, I just bought this really cool print of my favorite character in horror, which is Angela." And he showed it to me. I'm like. Bitch, that's on my wall. That's, that's, that's so cool. I
3: just saw I sold an Angela. I was like, hey, somebody bought and Ange- I get some I have some favorites. If anybody buys like Pauline from Excision, I freak out. Like there's just some favorites that I'm like, yay, somebody bought that.
1: So cool. That's really cool. Tara, where might people find out more about you? Um
2: I have an Instagram. It's I don't do a whole bunch with it, but every October so I do one a day of a horror thing all through October. So I've done that for a few years now. So if you're ever wanting to know of something to either watch or listen to, scroll back through and know that every October I'm going to be doing that for the whole month.
1: Excellent. So and that's at Boomdia. And those links will be down there in the show notes. So buy something and go follow Tara. All right. Thank you very much for joining me on this trip back into the 70s, back into the age when saccharin was a vitamin. Have a fabulous day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay fabulous.